two seconds later, I got rocked, like a big explosion. Oh. I actually got blown up in Afghanistan, too. I guess for me, I was, I was ready to get out. So I was like, yeah, I, I want to go back home. So mentally, I was thinking, like, yeah, I want to get out. And I think a lot of veterans do that. You're back in the States. Uh, you're living your civilian life. When did you realize or experience so, your PTSD episodes? And what are you doing now for help? Hey, 2H2Fers, welcome back with your favorite two mother effers. And it's Thursday. We got Alberto, Albert. Albert. We're back. It's Thursday, that much closer to the weekend. Let's enjoy this episode of Too Hard, Too Fast podcast. As we may or may not know too much about what we're talking about, Tuesday completely blew our minds. So if you haven't watched Tuesday's episode, Wow. This is Thursday. We're getting into what Alberto's doing now. So we're going to broaden perspectives. And I know this intro is weird. I've enjoyed a little too much of a brew sanity. <laughs> so sit back, buckle up. Let's go too hard, too fast. Boom. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast. Thank you for having me on. Happy New Year. Let's let's make 2021 better than every other year. There you go. The podcast of the century. Just a little Hell yeah. Chug some wine. Go chug some wine, people. Mm. Where's your drink? Hey, or go, drink or go chuck some bourbon, some America bourbon, right? America. Get that America. So if you guys are wondering what this is or what America bourbon is or the ST wine that uh, Worm is drinking, check out also that episode. We gave our ratings. We t- talked about them. Check that out, Tuesday's episode. But now we're getting into Alberto Alberts life okay so you're out of the military you met the life i was gonna say the, the life of, of your life i was gonna say the love the life of your love i was gonna say that the life of your love that's why this is thursday um, <laughs> a long week it's been a long week a long week we're still wearing the same clothes <laughs> still drinking the same drinks but it's, it's all good it's all good you're back in the states uh you're living your civilian life when did you realize or experience so, your PTSD episodes, and what are you doing now for help? Okay, so the last six months, all right, let me. The last year of my Marine Corps, not obviously not when I was in Afghanistan, but every time I was back wherever I was, I drank a lot. Whenever I would go out, I would drink, hang out, I would drink. Uh, I don't know if it's just the lifestyle of the Marines or uh, I didn't. I didn't connect what I was doing to myself or what I was drinking and all that. I didn't connect it to PTSD at the time. Um, there was a point in time that I couldn't sleep. Uh, I was still in the Marine Corps. Uh, I couldn't sleep, or I would have night terrors. Uh, I would see faces of the guys from Iraq that we killed in Iraq. And stuff like that. I would see their faces. I would wake up and stuff like that. So that was the first kind of like hint that something was going on. But I always like, there's a stigma with PTSD. Uh, and, and I will admit that I was at fault for 
not helping with that stigma. And I was, you know, for me, I was like, before even knowing what PTSD was or, or that I even had it, I thought, oh, PTSD only happens to people that are their babies their whole life, or you know, they're uh, they they have no experiences, or you know, they're mama boys and, and they're freaking out. That that was that was literally my definition. Like it's, especially with the Hispanic community and yeah. you know the Latinx, like we we downplay that. Like, no, we're tough. We're chingones. We don't. Yeah, yeah. We don't feel. So, yeah, no. so I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm good, and, and and I felt fine. I guess whatever. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I have tears every now now and then. I can't sleep. And then I asked a you know doctor for some medicine, and they gave me Ambien, which I regret because I lost some memory with Ambien. Um, but uh, that was my first hint of it. Uh, but coming out of the Marine Corps, coming back to civilian life San Antonio, I didn't change my lifestyle. I kept drinking a lot. I kept partying. And now I had more reason to party because I was out. I, my friends were like, accepting me back. You know what I mean? So my friends wanted to go out. They wanted to see me. And uh, I was drinking more. Um, and I never sat down to focus on my thoughts or my feelings or other people's thoughts and feelings. I didn't even think about that stuff. I was just, I want to drink, I want to party, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I'll do it. I didn't sit down and think about feelings, basically. And then that might be a Chingon thing or Mexican thing. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't mm-hmm. think about it. You just live in life. Um, so then I decided to go to AC Healing School. And uh, I graduated that and I started working. Um, at this same point in that, that point in my life, Natasha, my wife, she came back to San Antonio, uh, cause she, um, was with uh, her ex at the time and she split up and she came back home because that's, this is her home. So we, we've been best friends since middle school. So I kept, she came back and she knew I was back. So we hung out all the time, best friends, um, you hit her up on the DMs. No, it wasn't even like that, though. It, it really no. wasn't. It's uh, it, it, so kind of a running joke. Uh, I put myself in the friend zone for many years um, because I, we, I met her in middle school, and she was basically, like, popular and real pretty, and uh, she was really nice to me as a friend. I was like, well, she's out of my league. I'm not going <laughs> to f*** this up. <laughs> you know, I'm going to stay her friend and kind of f*** it up and make it awkward. So I friend-zoned myself, and I never told her that I liked her uh, in that way. So we were friends for all through middle school and high school. Uh, and uh, my Marine Corps uh, career, we would, you know, she would write me. I would call her, hey, how you doing? How's your, you know, how's your family? Whatever. Uh, we always stayed in contact. We were really good friends. And um, when she came back to San Antonio and I was back, we started hanging out a lot. Then... She was like, wait a minute, you're not the same boy from high school, from middle school. And I was like, wait a minute. So then we realized, you know, we have something here together that we have, a, like, our love. We started loving each other as uh, companions and uh, partners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so, yeah um, and, and I think everything happened for a reason. You know what I mean? If if I would have shot my shot in middle school, who knows what would happen? You know what yeah, I mean? that is so true. That is so true. How that like stuff like that happens. Like you probably would have messed everything up. Yeah, it would have been awkward. I would have like passed in the hallways. Like.
Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, man. You know what I mean? But was yeah, like, I mean, that weird old man? I thought he was my friend <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, Jeez, everything man. happened for a reason. So, um, so yeah, it's so weird. And then up, things work out. Yeah. yeah, so we ended up falling in love, and she, um, we, you know, from that point on, we were inseparable, and we hung out every day. And then that was when I realized. Or she helped me realize, hey, something's not right. She's like, you're a great guy, but something's wrong. Like you're you're having night terrors. You're not expressing your feelings. You're really cold. Um, I I was really easy to upset, but you can never tell if I was happy. Uh, so I, all my feelings were just out of whack, and she's like, something's wrong. I know you from middle school. I know you from before something happened. She was like, and she wanted better for me. You know what I mean? She didn't want me dealing with that. So uh, we went to a counseling uh, and that was the best decision that we made as well for our family and our, our, our relationship because we realized what PTSD was. And then that, you know, that changed my mindset about what PTSD is and was. And um, I think what sticks with me about the, the PTSD counselor said was that it's not me against my wife and it's not my wife against me. It's us against the PTSD. You know what I mean? It's us figuring out what is wrong and how to fix it and move forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would get like uh, paranoid. I would not want to go to many, too many places with too many people. Or if I went to a restaurant, I had to sit like with my back to the wall so I can look at everybody. You know what I mean? So no, I, I do I do know yeah. what you mean in that case, like what you're saying. And once somebody once told me like really like heart to heart um said the military taught me how to kill my emotions so I learned yeah. to stay alive. Right. But then never taught me how to deal with my emotions. Right. You um and you know like and it right. was so hard to say or for him to say because very proud person of we served, he did, and he still is, no matter what. Uh, but it was just something he had to learn. Like, I didn't learn how to deal with my emotions after I survived, right. you know? Right, right. So, it, I mean, I can't even, once again, us cannot even come together with that thought yeah. at all. Like, we, we, were doing, we, we were doing a 19, 20 years old is, Trying to see if our fake ID was gonna work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we have no. Doing now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Same thing. We have nothing to like, like to compare to that. So like, listening to your story, man, like, it's I don't know. There's nothing else to do but feel pride and appreciate appreciation for what you did. I appreciate so, it. And what yeah. you're still like, what still now afterwards, like having to like fight a different war, your PTSD. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's so, and then now networking now and, and meeting fellow Marines or fellow servicemen and women that are going what I going through what I did when I just got out. You know, I feel like we should always help each other out because there's always going to be people getting out of that scenario. So there's always going to there's the need is still going to be there. I mean, even Vietnam veterans, you know what I mean? They didn't get the same treatment they didn't get they didn't know what PTSD was you know, they, 
and didn't get it. Nobody, the doctors didn't even know what it was. Or it didn't really have, they call it shell shock, and that was it. They didn't really yeah. have any, like, uh, plans on how to fix it. They just labeled it, and that was it. You know what I mean? Or they, they just prescribed all these medications, and, and that was it. So and I think just barely now, even at this this year, we're still barely learning from it. Yeah, and it, it, it's gone. It's, it's gone. Uh, we've learned a lot. There's still a lot more to learn, um, but it's definitely there's a lot more help now. And uh, but I definitely owe my wife um, my life, honestly, because I, I don't know where I would have been without that. You know, what I mean, I would. What if I just started drinking and became an alcoholic? You know, and and threw everything away, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of veterans do, you know, you, you see some homeless veterans and you're like, how did that happen? You know what I mean? And maybe that person didn't have that person to, Hey, there's something wrong. Let's go figure it out. You know what I mean? So there, there's a lot of uh, veterans out there that they just meet that person. Hey, don't worry about it. Nothing's wrong with you. We're going to figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? What yeah. made you feel like, because let's say, I don't know if you've experienced that. If you did, I would love to know. But let's say, uh, you know, she come, your wife coming up to you and saying, hey, I think you're dealing with this kind of stuff. And you're kind of like, no, no. What are, what are you trying to say? Because there's a lot of pushback from a lot of, from a lot oh, of people yeah. from what I've heard. Did you experience the pushback? And then what finally made you say, yeah, I need it. I need something. Um, and without going into too much detail, like no, I don't want to go. No, Everybody's um, fight is different. Knowing how much she loved me before, and knowing that she wanted the best for me, for one, two, is our our kids. We had a we had a, a kid, a son at at that point, and um, she, the way she approached it was like, you're not going to be a good example for your son if you continue to go on your pattern of doing that. And I was like, oh, right. Like, I don't want my son dealing with that. I don't want to be an asshole to my son. I don't want my son thinking that I don't love him and that, you know, my dad never showed feelings or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, um, or what, uh, you know what I mean? So th I think that was, like, another amplifier of, like, you're right, let's let's figure this out. Like we Learn have to from him, George. That's good, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm an ass for a different reason, and then, and then I grew up this way. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that's a good point. Do you still feel like you're still? Are you still? You're still fighting it right now, yes. or do you feel every day? You don't think it's yeah. never going to change, but not not change, but you've learned to you've learned to change to deal with it, right? Um, the the nightmares and stuff like that has, has decreased. But what is a constant, not struggle, but a, a job of mine is to remember to show happy emotions and love. And if I feel them inside, it doesn't mean people know that I have them. I have to express them. And I think that's the hard part. And that's what I'm still dealing with, is that I, I'll do anything for my family, you know what I mean? Uh, but I need to show that to them. And then they need to see that in, in compassion and love and affection. And uh, that's what um, I'm, I'm, 
I think not not just veterans. I think a lot of machismo men, you know, like what you were saying earlier, like, um, and that goes into being a dad or, or, or a, a husband. Uh, and we have to get over that stigma of it's not, or it's weak to show your feelings. Like, no, we, we have to let people know how we feel or else they're going to assume we're based, based off of what, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, so it, 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 it's a constant work and uh, my family is worth it. So I'm always going to be working to be better. In case there's somebody in the military, somebody dealing with PTSD, somebody that needs some kind of help. Yeah. Um, I encourage you guys to look into finding that kind of help. But, Albert, I want you to tell somebody how they're able to accept and figure out that help, like from your own experience. I think um, the first step is being okay with knowing things are not right. It's not that something's wrong with you. It's just something's wrong. You know what I mean? And it's okay. That's the first step. And the second step is just reaching out to now there's a lot of organizations that are out there or a loved one or fellow veterans. There's a lot of veteran communities, especially here in San Antonio. Like we have so many veterans here, so many organizations and nonprofits that would love to help you guys out. Like, no questions asked, no interrogation, no like digging into your personal feelings. Like, it, I think that's that's what scares a lot of veterans is like, well, they're going to ask me all these questions. They're going to dig into my feelings. Like, no, they want to make sure that you're all right. Like, they want to let you know that someone has your back. That's the first step. Like, that's what they, all these organizations, that's what they want you to know first. Like, don't be afraid that, they're gonna, someone's going to dig into your, your privacy or, or your feelings and you're going to have to expose yourself you know, or make yourself vulnerable. It's not like that. It, it's just them knowing that you might need to help with something. Now you know that they have your back and you can reach out to them when things get dark or when when uh, when you just feel like you have nowhere else to turn. You, there, there's there people out there to help you. Uh, so And luckily uh, – I've ran into, you know, a lot of nonprofits. And like I said, San Antonio is, is you know, military city. So it's definitely, um, there's a lot of organizations out there to help out. So just just realize that it's not, it's not a problem. Just step out of your comfort zone a little bit and say, hey, I, w- I want to do better for myself. I want to be a better citizen. I want to contribute more to society. And uh, if you see it from that point of view, then obviously you're going to want to better yourself. Perfectly said. Um, You met the love of your life and she helped you find help to deal with your PTSD. But that's not where the story ends. You guys have created a business together. She created a whole social media icon of her own. And then you have Sergeant Dadbot 210, correct? (laughs) Boom. And now you recently opened up or started your military city air conditioning and heating company. So we're going to talk about all that and the progression of it. You're an entrepreneur. Take us to where it all started. Let's go to the proposal. How did you like, 
How did you propose to Norteño 211? Oh, you didn't know we were going to ask that, did you? Okay, all right. Um, Let's see if you tell the no, correct story because she might get mad later on that you said. No, no. Um, so I basically. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. Got it. Now tell us. <laughs> so I had her drop the kids off at the mother in law. And uh, before that, though, I set up, I cleaned the house, and I, I put red rose petals from our front door all the way to our back door. At, at the time, we lived in the house, uh, and behind our, in our backyard, we had a big deck. And uh, wait, I wait, wait, a big what? Deck, wooden deck, calm down. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's too hard to fast. Uh, I went too hard to fast on that. I, uh, I put lights, uh, like romantic little, like, screeny lights, and uh, I put a table right in the middle. It's just like a dinner, basically. I put rose petals. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, like I told you earlier in, in, in episode one, and, like, I, we were we were friends from middle school, you know, best friends. So um, I knew I loved her from from very early on. And, um, but where we were in our lives at that point, it, it was, it was no, there, I didn't see it any, any other way. You know what I mean? So, um, she said yes. <laughs> luckily. Oh, yeah. Luckily. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, no, so, no, uh, you're skipping. You're skipping. Come on. We're trying to get our, uh, female audience growth. So, okay. So Even I cut around. You know, what, you know what? And also for the guys that are listening, come on. We need this story for the guys that are listening. Exactly how it played out. We don't need the intimate details. We just need <laughs> some details. Yeah, yeah. Um, I well, give us the intimate ones too. Yeah. <laughs> so before uh, before she got there, I cooked dinner. I had steaks, everything ready, some nice wine. I don't know about that wine he's drinking, but <laughs> I got her this one, dude. It's high high class. High I don't class. know. It might have been a little bit more expensive than that one. But, um, I think I think somebody like would have had to like. Uh, you're over. Hey, you're overpaying. Then you're overpaying. <laughs> somebody would have um, to come in and said, "Was that yes a consensual yes or?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what happens with that wine. Don't mind that. Yeah. No, it was before the alcohol. Um, good, but, good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had the rose petals leading out there. And basically, um, so I had uh, the rose petals from the front door, basically making a path to the back door. And then on the back patio had the, the one cable in the middle with the chairs and the dinner set up. Well, she was out with her mom and had the kids over there. So I said, come home. I said, I forgot something at home. Can you go get it for me? Whatever, right? Well, she walks in and there's a rose petals. So she follows them to the deck and I'm outside and uh, I'm already on the knee with the ring and all that. So, oh, dang. Okay. It, was, it was really intimate. There wasn't a lot of people. There was nobody around. No, no camera, nothing like that. So it was, you know, honestly, it was just you, her, and me, and uh, yes. <laughs> did you did you get to ask the question? Like, did you actually say, "Will you marry me?" Did you give a speech? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you mean some some girls are like, "Oh my god!" Like, no, hold on, I didn't get to say anything. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say anything. Like, I'm sorry, I just opened the box. <laughs> yeah, you this could be this could be a promise ring. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I got to say my little spiel, 
uh, and uh, she said yes, and uh, yeah, so happily ever after. <laughs> so now that you said that, and I think the question on everybody's mind is, how did you cook those steaks? Were they well done or medium? Well? I'm just kidding. Medium rare, man. Medium, medium rare. rare. The way it should be, melting and yeah. melt. Yeah. And I think worm is getting a little sad because, you know, little worm over here drinking his wine right. by himself. I'm a little worm, we're sorry we got married, worm. worm. Sorry. I'm the one living the life, dude. Do you guys have to ask your wife? <laughs> no. I don't know. I was looking. I was listening to Albert tell his story, and you're just. No, no. <laughs> beautiful, dude. I love this. He's all, he's all hugging the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> These are drinks of joy. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a good story. I like it. That's a good story. All right. You guys are married. So I. Uh... At that point, I was already done with AC and heating school, and I was already in my career of heating and AC. Okay. I was so, I was working. Yeah, go ahead. Well, before I get into I guess I feel like we'll, we'll jump into that. When did Mita Metal start? Like, you guys, you guys are talking. You guys are getting married. When did Mita Metal start? Which, by the way, Mita Metals, San Antonio, Fiesta Metals. <laughs> Check them out. And no. running medals. That's not, you guys do all kinds of medals. Like you do yeah. running, like the uh, 5Ks. Yeah, 5K, kind of medals, right? like marathon medals. We also do coin, challenge coin, lapel pins, pins. And you were a sergeant, right? I was, yeah, that was my last rank in the Marine Corps. Sergeant. That's, that's, okay, and, and that's where the name came. Uh, what's uh, Sergeant Dadbot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my page uh, on, and that's my page on Instagram. Uh, and uh, Sergeant Gabbard, you gotta, you gotta represent both of them. Obviously, a yeah. veteran and uh, a Gabbard. Shoot, <laughs> <laughs> not as bad as George, but uh, <laughs> I'm just the dad bod. That's it. Nothing, <laughs> nothing honorable in in it. And actually, uh, it's Sergeant Dadbot two ten, right? Two ten, San Antonio. Yeah, you gotta represent two one zero countdown city, military city. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so, Mina Meadows, um, how did you decide to go into it with your wife? What was that decision? Well, we were having a conversation. Obviously, San Antonio loves Fiesta, and the medals is a big part of it. And um, we we were just, I don't know how we, we stumbled across a page or, or we saw some on, on Facebook. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're kind of like, we're always thinking of, <laughs> I love it. We're always thinking of ways to do things and uh, be different or whatever. So uh, we saw some medals that were out that year. We're like, what if we get this? Or what if we get that? It was, it was always like, what if? What if? Well, I think we can do that. Or It was never like, hey, we should do it, right? It was always like, I, we can do better than that. Oh, like, oh, they should have done that. They should have done that. No hate, but you're saying like what you would do differently, right? And um, so we were like, Let's get one made. Let's let's get let's let's make let's let's design one and have someone make it, and then we'll either give them out or sell them or whatever, and see how it goes. So that was our first. It was it wasn't a business decision at that point. It was like I want to have a Fiesta medal. We want to make one, and we want to give it out or sell it. Like it wasn't about making money. It wasn't about building a business. 
it didn't start that way. Um, so we we designed the medal, and it was inspired by Selena. It was really popular and it sold out really quick. And um, so we actually went through a vendor to get that made. And uh, during that process, I kind of, we kind of learned like the ins and outs of the lack of communication or like what's going on or the price points and stuff like that. So when we dealt with that, uh, our minds kind of turned a little bit more because when, when people were asking us about our metal that we designed, they were like, well, who designed the metal? Like, who, who made this for you? I was like, well, we designed it. We had someone else make it. Like, oh, well, can you design one for me? Or well, were, you guys, were you guys just normal people with a metal? Because usually yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if, you're not, if you're not from San Antonio, the metals for Fiesta are, like, a big thing. They're a huge thing. Um, but usually, like, from from what I know, big companies or big and small companies, they make companies. They make the metals. Right. But I've never heard of somebody like just being a person right. so, saying that. Ah, I have yeah. a metal. So it is getting more and more popular, and a lot a lot more individuals are, are making their own metals, uh, family metals or family crests or like uh, it's now branching out to a lot of people, like or the the collector community that collects them. Somebody will make one from the, you know, the collectors or, or a certain theme, and it's really branching out to anybody can make a medal, and a lot of people will want it, and especially if it's pop culture or uh, it, like a hard to find or rare, uh, it kind of piques people's interest, and they, they go out and find that. So, um, so yeah, we we got a lot of inquiries about well, who designed it, and are you you guys get it and. Uh, like I said, when, when we went through the company that we went through, there was a lot of hiccups and things that we were like, well, if I was running that company, I wouldn't do that. Or I would I would do this differently, right? So then that's when our, our thought process changed. It was like, wait, we can make this better for other people. And then um, I, I did a little bit of research and we spent a little bit of money on, on samples we found some manufacturers and uh, I, I got some samples made and we we're like, let's do it. Like, let's see if we can make this better for other, like if we can make this process better for other people and, and they're not paying as much and we, we don't have this big overhead and we can help the community out and we can help nonprofits and like, yeah, let, why not try it at least? People started gravitating toward our designs and like, hey, where did you get that one made? Or, or hey, who made that one? So our name kind of popped out and to uh, people's minds, like, hey, yeah, I went with me to medals. And then they realized, hey, the price is really good compared to other people. Um, so that was our first year, just kind of networking, you know, helping friends and helping people out. That's the second year, it hit us hard. Like we had like a, like two pages of a waiting list uh, of people that were um, waiting for design. Because I was at the time, um, I was doing all the design work, and uh, so I would have to communicate with the client saying, hey, what are you guys looking for? Uh, what's your logo? You know, what, what theme do you want to go with? Uh, so that process alone takes some time, and we had a lot of people that were, were 
and InLine can make artwork. So yeah, uh, that's when we realized like, all right, we got something here. Like people like what we're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> all right, the people want to know. The people want to know. I'm sure they want to know. I want to know. How much did you guys argue that first year of uh, opening? Let's be real. He needed a whole drink. <laughs> I think, like I said, because of the way it started, because it wasn't a business decision off the bat, that helped with that. Because mm. I, I do understand that, you know, if if, if a couple or, or two people have ideas and they have a want for their business and they, they have a goal and they, they envision it in a certain way, it can clash or they might have disagreements. But because we were having fun with it and because – we were we were seeing how much we were helping people. We weren't making decisions that were putting us against each other. Like it was like it makes sense. Let's just do it. Let's have fun. Now I get to ask the stuff, dude. Um, uh, what what about uh, making a too hard too fast metal? Let's do it. I'm yeah, down. You down, George? Yeah. What do you think, bro? Too hard too fast metal. Hey, it's not free, by the way. What? <laughs> <laughs> They still, I'll, they I'll still sacrifice, I'll sacrifice hey, you, a week of drinking to, to... You guys hey. are supporting us, so we would definitely got, give you guys a good deal. Hell yeah. Hey, we're down. Yeah. We'll let Warm pay for it because you know what? I've paid for the mask and the mask. koozies. Right. All you need to do is hey, get speaking of, Albert, would you wear a mask, bro? Would you wear this? Yeah, I'll wear it. Yeah, all right, George, get him one, bro. Don't ask him. Hey. I already owe. I already owe his wife one. <laughs> hey, all you gotta do is make your medal on, on the back of it, put uh, Carbach beer on the back of their logo because oh, they're gonna sponsor it. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Oh, that's all you gotta do. So in case Carbach, yeah. Uh, Come on, but, Carbach. We'll put your name out there. We'll put your name on the medal. Hey, and then, and then if people really that's, like the medals too, then uh, maybe we could start selling them, and boom, we could. There, help both of us. There you go. Dude, I am down for a medal. Yeah, that'd be so cool. To make my mark, to put a mark on Fiesta. Yeah, your name is now. Go too hard, too fast on Fiesta. Oh, dude, that is perfect. Dude, it'll be like just a bunch of clips. Like, you guys can post like a bunch of clips of people that have gone too hard, too fast. Dang, hell yeah. And then I hopefully mean, as people catch on to that too hard and then be like worm and they'll be <laughs> be like worm, go to H two F and that's a good idea. Yeah, we're gonna start doing that. Too hard too fast sucia. we're gonna all right. I'm convinced we're gonna figure <laughs> something out. All right, so you got Mina Middles going on with your wife. You also just created another right. business for yourself. So you're before we talk about that business, before we talk yeah. about that business, what does that entrepreneurship road feel like? Like you're you're your own you're your own boss, boss, boss. not balls. I don't know why boss, I said your own boss. Well, <laughs> creating a business that that helps other people is is was the best part of it. You know what I mean? Networking with so many people. And being able to provide a product that people like and people, it helps people. We raised money. We raised what nineteen thousand for a group of non nonprofits here in San Antonio. 
like that was our like all right that that all right that's what we're doing this for right and um yeah it's just that entrepreneurship like i said we kind of fell into the business side of it and it grew because we had so much demand so it, we didn't start off as a business or as a business plan in that in that regard so growing into it i think helped us and and it kind of slowed the process down because we were like we kind of learned a lot during the uh, that first year of that helped us when we officially started our business. We got through that stuff. You know what I mean? And a lot of people learn and they make those mistakes and they, uh, uh, they make you know wrong decisions or they have to make hard decisions during that first year of business, and and that that can be very difficult for, for small businesses. Did you ever have that feeling of like no, maybe this is not for me? Like yeah, so I need a definitely our second year when we got really really popular um you know our, our metals uh, are made overseas so the time zone is is it's a different time zone so we ha i had to stay up at three o'clock four o'clock in the morning to communicate with our manufacturers overseas because if they have a design or if i had a design change i wanted to give them and i wanted to have quick communication with our manufacturers if not I have to send you an email and then wait 24 hours until our time zones reconnect and they already checked their email and they responded and I woke up and I, okay, now I, oh, I don't agree with that. Now I'll change it again. So that I had to stay, we had to stay up at two, three in the morning, four in the morning to make sure that our manufacturers were on the same page as us because again, we had a list of clients that were waiting for artwork or waiting for, um, how did, how did you're doing all this craziness? You're staying up till late. You're working. Where where does this uh, military city air conditioning and heating company come from? Like to me, okay, I followed you. What it had to be like three months, four months. Yeah, yeah. Bet, and I look like you and your wife had this good thing going with the metals. She has her good thing going with her Norteño to ten. And, and then all of a sudden, like you're you're helping, you're helping, you're doing Mira Meadows, you're helping her, and all of a sudden you just this business out of nowhere, and well, that's where I asked you, I was like, where did you even learn about air conditioning? And so well, you gave it, me this deal, right? So it goes back to and when I, I want to know about it. <laughs> so it goes back to when I got out of the military. When I got out, I went to eighteen eighteen school. So the whole time from when I graduated tech school for that. And building Mira Metals and as as a side project or as a side hustle, my main income at that point was AC and heating. So I I was staying up till three in the morning, four in the morning, and then waking up at seven in the morning to go to work uh, at at the heating and AC company that I was working for. So it was a, a process. It was I was tired. I was exhausted. But I, I, we were. How did you deal with that? How did you deal with that? The tiredness, like how did you just push? I, don't know, I guess the military in me. I don't know. I'm a marine. I'm a marine, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. That's how I did it. Yeah. So um, right. I, I guess it's because we enjoyed what we were doing with Mina yeah. Metals. It, 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 it Mina Metals didn't feel like a work. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like a job. We are enjoying what we we're doing. We're helping people. We loved it. We had fun doing it. So I stayed up for three in the morning, four in the morning. And I went to bed, woke up, 
and I perform well at work. I, I'm good at what I do mechanically. Um, and I love interacting with people and uh, helping people. So that built my career in the AC side of it because I didn't let that go because I stayed in that business at the same time. Uh, so from your perspective, you meeting us through your avenue of you know social media, you saw us as Mina Metals, but at the same time, I was working as an AC, con- uh, AC technician, and at the same time, Natasha was working as a nurse and going to school and nursing. So us as a family, we were always busy. We're always doing something. We're always moving. We're always working. I was either doing this. She was at school or she was working with nursing. Uh, obviously, we have three kids, so that's a whole other job. You know what I mean? So it's just we always maintain just keep moving forward and uh and that's so yeah so i i i was working with an ac company uh for eight years um during the process of building meat on metals as well so um now i have 10 years of experience with uh ac and heating wow and so you're still certified and everything so before, um, I was just an AC technician, right? So three weeks ago, I made the decision to go and take my exam. Okay. So the exam is a contractor, a Texas contractor. So without the contractor's license, you can't buy equipment. You can't pull a permit. You can't, I can work on stuff on the side, but I can't really buy my own equipment. I can't pull a permit. I, don't, I can't have insurance. I can't have my own bit, like business account. They're kind of just doing shady work. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and there and there are people that which is welcome to, on the west side, <laughs> maybe the south side. Yeah. No. So, um, <laughs> yeah, as I long as you bring like a it's shady work, a brisket, and some detergent and a six pack. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. all comes together. It's a package deal. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I, I made the decision and Natasha supported me and said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I know you can do it. She, she had no doubt. Uh, and uh, I took the exam. I passed my contractor's exam. So now I'm legitimate and insured with the state of Texas to buy equipment, sell full permits, and, and do the work that I can. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congrats. 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 Boom. Cheers. Oh, shoot. Military <laughs> city, air conditioning and heating. Let me get out of the way. That's what's up, man. <laughs> hey, keep it as a background. I like it. Yeah, keep, yeah, it, keep, it, it. keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Okay. Don't take it. Let me see if I can. Okay, cool. Hey, hey bro. So let me touch your knowledge then. If I have a nine, uh, 950 square foot house, uh, I need a full package on the roof. What's that, like a two-ton or a three-ton or what that I need? 900 square feet? Yeah. There's a lot of variables that we're not talking about, like the insulation on the walls. There's a lot of things. But 900 square feet, you're looking at probably two-ton or below, like 1.5-ton. All right. Three tons but is too if much. If it's like man. an old shack like, and the windows are leaking air and there's no insulation, you might need a two-ton. <laughs> but it all depends on everything but um hey right. are you willing to come give me a quote here in west texas because I, I was actually i've been looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Um, it's a five. It's a five-hour drive from San Antonio, so I understand if no. Hey, I'm willing to to talk to you over the phone and tell you what's a good decision to make. Okay, that's and, okay. and and that kind of leads me into uh, the way I operate is I give customers my number and I say, call me if you have questions. I understand wow. that you want to call me because something's wrong, but I want to save you money. I don't, and I don't want to waste my time. Like. If if I can fix it over the phone, I'll walk you through it. I don't care. Nice. You know well, I mean? well, if you want, let's let's do it. Well, we could video chat, dude, and I'll I'll just replace my own thing. Nah, 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 I don't trust. It's, it's all on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's all <laughs> also, also, it's a uh, chat. <laughs> <laughs> what I what uh, I really want, though, so I have a full package on the roof, but I actually want the compressor on the ground. But the only so thing is, for the heating out. unit, you need a. There's a closet I have, but it's not big enough. So it's like, damn. Unless you I take to build it out. the closet, so it's like, shoot. Oh, you're just gonna make sure your package is good, big enough for your. Yeah. Anyways, what we're size matter. <laughs> size matter. Yeah. Size matters. Not yeah, for yeah. me. Size doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Military city air right, conditioning and heating. Well, if you're ever in West Texas, let me know, bro. I'm I'm not lying, man. If you need any advice, call me and uh, I'll help you out. All right, that's legit, man. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Don't I, take, don't take your background off. I like no, it. No, no, I, I have a reason for taking it off. Let me. Oh, okay. okay. Right, sorry, sorry, sorry. And and this is kind of a segue of why I want or what I'm kind of built my company into. So, the picture behind me, the painting. Mm-hmm. You probably can't see what it is because it's zoomed in, but... It looks cool, though, but... Yeah, it looks good. I can't tell. How about now? Mm, It looks still cool, but I can't tell what it is. It's a spaceship. Jesus Christ. No way. You see it? Or no? Well, explain... explain All right, here's the nose, eyes. It's Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, dang, I see it. Like, it's the face. Yeah, like, looking yeah. down it. Right, yeah. Warm, you if you can't see it, it's because you don't have Jesus in your I know, I guess I don't have enough well, faith. I have in your heart. Oh, I see it now, I see it, I see it, I see it. No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, no, yeah, I see it now. He's going okay, down this way, all right. All right. And I like that, because uh, I thought it was a spaceship. So, so here's a story on that, and, and, and you'll get where I'm coming from. Uh, I was working for a company, and... Uh, I think it was like a Friday evening on call. I get a call from a customer and uh, the customer was actually in Hawaii. They were on their uh, anniversary honeymoon, whatever it was in Hawaii, but his mom was home with the four kids in August and the agency went out. So I go there and me being me, I say, hey, let's figure this out. Let's get it going. This painting was in their living room, not hung up. It was kind of just leaning against the wall. And during that process to be figuring stuff out, um, I made a comment. I love, I love that painting. I, it, it registered with me what it was. I was like, that's an awesome painting. I like it a lot. And that was it. I just made a compliment on the painting. Um, well, to find out their system, it, it completely fried. They need a new system. Mm-hmm. So... He's in Hawaii. He's freaking out. His four kids are hot in August. His mom is freaking out, stressed out. We got four kids. She has to 
figure out what to do with. Well, we had temporary cooling units, uh, kind of like Wingo units. We had some Wingo units and some temporary units. That I said, look, let me go get the temporary units. I'll bring them here. We'll cool down the house. I'll talk to you know the husband. We'll figure out a plan for your system. I don't want you to feel rushed. I don't want you to feel like you're doing something that you're just like stressed out. Let's figure this out. So I got their kids comfortable, their family comfortable. Come Monday, we came up with a game plan. We got them a new system. We put it in. Uh, this this is all over phone. This is you know you're talking about you know eight to ten thousand uh, dollar investment over the phone. He doesn't know me from anybody. You know what I mean? He, they just called us off the internet, and uh, I wanted to make sure that his family was comfortable and safe, and I understood Uh-oh. what was going on. Long story short, Monday comes around, uh, everything's taken care of, uh, family's taken care of, I leave them. A week later, I get a phone call from from that customer, and uh, you know, I'm like, hey, how's it going? Everything okay? He's like, yeah. I just want to let you know that I appreciate what you did for our family and taking care of them and that you didn't pressure us into doing something that we weren't ready for or whatever. We felt completely comfortable. He's like, I want to give you that painting in my house. Mm. And my mom told me that you made a comment about it. And he's like, I want to give it to you. So that, that stuck with me for a long time because it was a simple compliment that I made on a painting, but it meant a lot because it kind of ties into my faith and what I want to do with my business and being honest and just helping people out. I don't want to like, you know, take advantage of people. I want people to feel comfortable and trustworthy. And that's just what I want to do. There's a lot of AC businesses that want to take advantage. That yeah. want to like invent a problem so you right. can get a whole unit or all this, and so when you told told me this earlier, like offline, like I was like, it's hard, I, it's hard to believe. Yeah. But knowing you, I believe it. I appreciate, and I believe that's what you're gonna do, man. I appreciate. It. I believe that's what you're gonna do. Uh, I'm from a small town in Texas that there was a, maybe a couple of people that we could trust right. with our AC, and I think that's what you're doing. I think San Antonio needs to give you that opportunity, and they will. I appreciate it. You continue to stay with with this track, man, and you will have a better business. I appreciate that. Than some of the people that I don't trust. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's hard. It's, uh, you know, I, I've I've learned I've learned a lot in the past ten years in this industry. I learned a lot. I learned how other companies run their business. And, and I can't blame the technicians that come out to your house because they're, at the end of the day, they, they want to make money from the family. Yeah. So they're... Yeah, it's not their fault. It's not their fault that their company is run that way and that their company is based off commissions and their, you know, their guys are based off sales and they want to sell something. I don't want to sell you anything. I want to repair it and fix the problem. If fixing the problem means you need something new, I'll go get that something new for you. But I'm not going to sell you something just because I can sell you something. If we have to make that decision, we'll make it. But uh, that's not what yeah. service is. Service is not sales. And and a lot of companies have have gone away from service, and it's all sales. 
Uh, I want to be different and, and, and provide a service. And people are going to – I've noticed that if you build that clientele and you build that trust, that when you tell them it's time to replace your system, it's time to make that investment, they're going to completely trust that. And they're going to make – they're going to spend the money. They're going to make that investment for their house and their family. They're, they're going to feel comfortable knowing that Albert is, or this company is not out to just make a quick buck. He's telling me I have to do it, so it, it means it's just time to make that decision. And you don't want to be that person when it fails, and you're going to be dying of heat in Texas, <laughs> yeah. in San Antonio, because that heat. Yeah. They'll pay for a hotel for their wives because they know the. <laughs> yeah. They know the. Uh, and you don't, you don't want to be the one that has to live through the the three days of winter in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. You want that heat, so you better call yeah. Military City Air Conditioning and Heating to help. Let you. me know what I can do. You offer financing, bro. Do you offer financing? Yes, we have. We uh, we're working on financing. But yes. Um, oh, that is something we have uh, financing available to help people. Hey, if they can't. You know, if the time is ready, you need that big, that big ticket item. Hey, let's figure out the best option. Yeah. So with that said, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, worm. A lot of money. But um, are we ending it, George? Because I just have one more. Actually, I have two more questions for. Oh Albert. well, then say them, man. I, all right, all right. I thought you were hey. asleep, worm. Uh, no, 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 Albert. I so thought you passed out from your eating not working. <laughs> Albert, right quick. So um. It sucks because I already know George is going to cut this out, but it's all good. Just just for us then. All right, going back. Albert, last question, brother. All right. Give us a too hard, too fast story, bro. Woo, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, too hard, too Whatever bad. you feel comfortable saying, man. But okay. Oh, also, also, I don't know how like any too hard, too fast story can like go too hard, too fast. Than your military story, like yeah, I was literally yeah. just like, what? Or if it that makes you hard. feel better, you know what? A too hard, too fast story of one of your military buddies, or just one of your that was hard no. fast. One of your buddies. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tell us your too hard, too fast story. My, my too hard, too fast, and I think it's relatable because people know. Uh, was I? I just got out of the military, and again, I was drinking a lot and farming. We went to the river to go float on the river. And uh, we were drinking a lot before, and uh, I was taking other things on top of that. And um, we had a bag of wine, you know, the box of wine, but you take the box out and it's a bag of wine, the bladder. Yeah. On the Comal River. And um, so we were drinking, and next thing you know, I get out of the river because I see a bridge on the river. Uh, and I, I want to jump off that bridge. <laughs> I want to jump off that bridge back into the river. So I get out of my tube and I run up I run up the stairs and I go on the, on the bridge. And I'm, my friends that are with me are like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're crazy, whatever. I'm literally about to jump off. Like, my leg is over the rail. Yeah. Uh, and there's a police officer there. Hey, stop it. I'm like, whoa. He's like, no, you're not allowed to do that. I can, I'm going to give you a ticket, blah, blah, blah. 
luckily my buddy was there. He's like, hey, he just got back from the military. <laughs> he, <laughs> called, he didn't know. Uh, and next, next thing you know, we're, we're down back in the river. And uh, I think that would have been my two hardest factors. Damn. I heard some stories about that bridge that some people jump off that bridge and they actually became paralyzed because oh, the river's not that deep. Not deep enough? Yeah. And then they were jumping off and getting hurt. So I'm glad yeah. that my friend was there. I'm glad the police officer was there and uh, everything worked out. But yeah. That's awesome, bro. Could have been real bad. Yeah. Hey, bro. I don't know if you did it on, uh, intentionally and stuff, but to me, it's perfect. Christ is right behind you looking down at <laughs> you, bro. He's like, He's always been watching protecting over. me, bro. I love it. Huh? Always watching over, yeah. Always watching over us, man. Yeah. Sure. So God yeah. bless you, bro. I don't know where the hell George is at. I was about to finish, but um, well. All right. So let's end it there. Uh, too hard, to fast story. Somebody continues to watch over Albert, and whoever that somebody is, please continue to watch over him, his family, his wife, everybody he cares about. But with that said, this is the end of the podcast. This episode, part two, we've had a great time with Albert. Alberto! <laughs> uh, Sergeant Dadbod 210. Follow him on Instagram. America, America Bourbon. I need to get my hands on that 100%. Need to, oh, he cleaned the bottle. Look at that. <laughs> clean the bottle. Martin, did you clean the bottle? Let me see. No, I You guys definitely went too hard too fast. Hell yeah. We went too hard too fast. Thanks for listening to Alberto's story. Thank you for uh, sticking around for too hard too fast. But with that said, Worm, what are you going to say? Hey, for the people out there, your wife's hot. Call Military <laughs> City Air Conditioning. You need a new air conditioner. Yes. I stole that from uh, from a billboard in San Antonio. Oh, can wait, you can't that? say that. Can dude. I use that? No. Can you? I don't know. I'll cool it out. The hotter the wife, the better the air conditioner. Yeah, <laughs> it, it might as well be military city air conditioning and heating. Almost lost my breath doing that. Ooh. <laughs> Got to go get tested. But with that said, hey, Derby, you, Derby Weird, actually – what are you going to say, Alberto, before we close? About what? What part? About anything. What are you going to say? Thank you for having me on. Happy New Year. Let's let's make 2021 better than every other year. Period. Yeah. And Period. with that said, let's make 2021 better. Let's make ourselves better. Let's keep making our communities better. Well, the only way we can do that is by help making each other better. Better, yep. not butter. I think I said butter, but I mean better. But Butter's with that said, there be you, there be weird. Bye. Thanks for sticking mm -hmm. around. Thanks, Albert. Thanks, Natasha. Thanks, Nortanya210. You guys have been amazing. You guys have an amazing family, and I, I'm glad that you are friends with me. Thank you. Yeah, same here. Worm, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Still the same. Yeah.